You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are your hosts, Evie McLeod and Lindsay Roman. Welcome back to the podcast, Partey. I don't know why I said Partey like that, but just that's how we're rolling today. I know we've said this before, and I, you know what? I'm going to say it again, but it really, truly does help us out a ton if you just take two minutes to leave us a little review, a little just spicy little review. It doesn't have to be spicy, just kidding. But uh, if you listen and love the show, please let us know your thoughts with a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It genuinely means the world and helps our podcast a ton in the charts. So... Okay, thank you in advance for that. Now on to the good stuff. Today's episode is for all our photographers in the house. Today we have the pleasure of talking to one of the best of the best in the photography industry, Jordan Voth. Yes, yes, Jordan Voth. All right. Jordan Voth is a portrait and wedding photographer based in Seattle, Washington. While he primarily photographs elopements and weddings, he also photographs maternity and family portraits while also working with brands on commercial jobs. He's often on the road shooting and finds himself in California, Arizona, and Mexico most frequently. So today, Jordan shares his story of how he got into the photography industry and grew his business to what it is today. Hint, it started with concerts fun fact. We then chat with Jordan about which is more important at the beginning of your photography career, the quality of your photos or the business savvy behind the scenes. We chat also about ways to improve your client experience. And then we dived deep into the main topic of the show, which answers this question. Do you really need to niche down as a photographer? Do you have to only shoot one thing? All of our multi-passionate photographers listening, rise, it is your time. Jordan is about to spit such fire and truth in this episode, so don't you dare go anywhere. Also, fun fact, Jordan surprised us with some nuggets of knowledge that you literally won't believe, like I'm my mouth still dropped, uh, like his favorite camera body ever and how he edits every single one of his photos. Hint, it is not Lightroom. Shook, shook, guys, shook. All right, without further ado, let's get to the show with Jordan both. You're listening to the Heart and Hustle podcast with Evie Rupp and Lindsay Roman, two photographers turned entrepreneurs and founders of the Heart University. If you're a creative entrepreneur or a motivated dreamer wanting to make the most of your life, this podcast is for you. Each week, Evie and Lindsay bring you actionable tools to uplevel your business and life. So if you're ready to step up to the plate and pursue your God-given potential, you're in the right place. You're ready to live your life and run your business to its fullest? Then buckle up, because here are your hosts, Evie and Lindsay. Jordan, welcome to the Heart and Hustle podcast. We are beyond excited to have this conversation with you. We told you right before air, but we've had you on our dream guest list for about two years. So this is an honor and so fun to have you here today. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm stoked to be here. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we're excited to dive into this conversation. I guess just to start off, could you tell our audience, all the listeners, who you are and what you do? Okay, cool. I am Jordan Voth. Sometimes people have thought it's pronounced Voth, so I get called <laughs> Jordan Voth a lot, but <laughs> for the record, it's Voth. Um, and I'm a portrait and wedding photographer based in Seattle, Washington. Um, I kind of shoot a variety of stuff, but... Um, primarily it's, you know, the weddings, elopements and stuff like that. And even though I'm based in Seattle, uh, I shoot pretty much like anywhere someone's willing or wanting to go, I'm down to go as well. So I shoot in California a lot, Arizona. Um, I've been going to Mexico a lot more recently as well. So yeah, pretty much just love to shoot wherever I can. The I best. Love it. <laughs> okay. Can we backtrack 
And would you be down to tell us just like a little bit of your story of how you got into the photography industry? Because um, oh, a lot yeah. of a lot of our listeners, like we said, follow you and look up to you in the industry. And I think it'd be really cool to just kind of hear your story and kind of how you got to where you are today. Totally. Uh, super kind of random too, because I don't know if you've seen like that uh, when we were young festival that's like been going around the last couple of days. It's like this like, you know, mid 2000s. 2010s like emo bands like reuniting <laughs> yes. for a festival in Vegas. Oh wait, okay, this wait. Year. I saw a graphic. Did it have like yeah. Paramore and My Chemical Romance on it and stuff like that? Yes, yes, yep, you got it. Whoa, wow. Okay, <laughs> so I feel cool. To start back in like 2007, 2008, when I was going into college, that's kind of when I got my first like DSLR camera. Um, so when I was in college, I just went to a lot of shows and would just shoot bands. And a lot of these bands that I shot are on this festival. So it's kind of like a little throwback to when I Whoa. first got into photography, which is really cool. Uh, so I was like scouring some of my old hard drives last night, actually, to find some of my old concert no photos, which way. are absolutely terrible, but also really fun to look back on. Um, <laughs> But yeah, when I, I mean, like, I've always had an interest in taking photos. I use, like, my family's, like, really crappy, like, point-and-shoot camera back in the day just to take random photos of stuff. And then, yeah, I went to college. And start, that's kind of when I started to shoot pretty much, like, anything, anything and everything. I just wanted, I just love to shoot photos. I didn't really have any specific, like, I guess, like, thing I really wanted to focus on. I kind of just wanted to try everything. So... I was doing like band photography. I was shooting senior photos, portraits of people in general, um, landscapes, like car photos. I used to take pictures of my car back in the day. <laughs> um, so literally anything I could get in front of the camera, like I was down to shoot that stuff. But the portrait stuff like really kind of started to grow on me. And that's kind of what I started to focus kind of more on uh, as the years kind of go on. Um, I think after like a few years, kind of started to get into more of like the lifestyle um like modeling aspect of photography stuff and like kind of like more like the commercial side of things not that i was like shooting commercial work but just like that sort of style of stuff mm -hmm. um and really i avoided weddings for like so long i was not uh i had no interest in shooting weddings because i felt like that was like way too much pressure there's just like you have one day to do everything. And if you mess up, like you don't want to be the one that ruins the <laughs> like, wedding day. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So avoided those for so long. I also had never, you know, as like an 18 year old or 19 year old, like I don't think I had been to a wedding except maybe like a cousin's wedding. And that was basically it. So I had no idea what a wedding was even like anyways. So even more reason just to avoid it. So, um, yeah, I pretty much just like shot like that type of stuff for the, for quite a while. No interest in like trying to make it some sort of a career. I uh, went to school for uh, finance and accounting. So what? totally opposite <laughs> direction of what I'm doing now. Um, but yeah, eventually uh, um, I went on a road trip with a buddy of mine, like I guess uh, over 10 years ago now. Um, and uh, it was kind of one of those like road trips where we just wanted to meet a ton of other photographers from like the Flickr days. If if you guys are mm -hmm, familiar with yes, the website yep, Flickr. Yep. And so on that trip, there was a buddy that we met. Um, and I ended up shoot, we ended up shooting his wedding together. Um, and that was like kind of one of the first like couple weddings I got to shoot. And I learned a ton, even just on that first one, like in terms of like time management and just how a wedding flows and stuff like that. 
but had a lot of fun uh, with that as well. And that kind of started to kind of pique my interest more in what the wedding photography like might be like. Um, and then kind of from there, just kind of slowly progressed, like shooting. I shot my cousin's wedding at one point and then just kind of started to slowly move kind of more in that direction. Um, and kind of was shooting like maybe, I don't know, like two or three, maybe four weddings a year for a little while while still like going to school. And then also, um, while I was actually working as an accountant for a couple of years. Um, and then once the accounting thing, uh, came to an end, um, that's kind of when I dove in full time. And I think it's been like, man, six or seven years now, I think full time. So it's great time flies. I feel like having an accounting background is actually a big blessing to somebody (laughs) in a creative field because I think that's something that a lot of creatives actually struggle with is like the business financial side of it. So I feel like that, I don't know, do you agree that that probably set you up for success? Oh yeah, I think like, I mean, I took one photography class in school um, that was more of just like a, you know, a filler class that wasn't really meant to, I would just like work, pick some, you know, random classes that you wanted to do and whatever, just for the credit and stuff. And, um, I felt like it was not what I really wanted out of a, out of a photography class. I felt like what I had already like, kind of just taught myself, like from online forums and mm-hmm. just talking to other people. I, it, I didn't really learn a whole lot from that class. And I'm really, I mean, super, super, super thankful that I didn't like p- pursue photography like in school. Cause I just feel like there, the business aspect that I learned through accounting has been like so much more valuable mm-hmm. um, in the long run and just being able to like manage my own business. Even though I don't like, I don't do my own taxes and all that sort of stuff anymore, but I can like understand all that sort of stuff. And I know like, yeah how to use those numbers to then, you know, make business decisions, which I think is super, super helpful. That's kind of the, I think the crazy thing with just photography and really any business in general is you can be a really good photographer, but you could also be a really bad business person and like, Mm -hmm, and your business could fail, but you could also be a really like average subpar photographer, but a great business person and totally thrive. Yeah. So that's oh, definitely okay, wait. a great skill to have. I don't know if this, I can't remember if I wrote this down later in the list of questions that we have to ask you, but I'm asking now because it works so <laughs> perfectly with the flow of this conversation. Perfect. Do you think, because uh, there's just like so many photographers, it's an oversaturated industry. And I think a lot of people, like I said, do struggle with that financial side or not even the financial, but just like the admin or business like marketing even strategy of it. What do you think is more important for maybe a beginner photographer to learn the art of like taking a damn good photo or to be like a savvy business owner? That's a, man, that is a great question. Cause I think <laughs> over the years, the answer kind of changes. I think, you know, these days, like cameras are so good. It's, I feel like it's not super, super difficult. If you were like just starting out and you had the money to invest in like some sort of, you know, mirrorless camera with pretty solid lenses, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And with all the presets available these days, like you could take a pretty decent photo, throw on a good preset from someone because there's so many good presets out there yeah. um, and have a pretty decent photo. Like, and for the most part, what you'd be missing on is like, is your composition well? Yeah. Um, do you understand light? Like, are you able to do that sort of stuff? But uh, I think for the most part, you could probably get away with like taking a pretty solid photo. So I would say like these days, I think just being a better business person is like, probably going to take you further than maybe knowing the photo stuff like right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm. I think there's also something to be said for a lot of people getting into the photography space are typically more like 
creative brained. So totally. that comes easier and more naturally. So I like and maybe I, more fun. Yeah. Like I agree with you, Jordan, of of especially just with all of the information, depending on what gear you have, like the the presets that are out there that can be so amazing. Like that part is I almost think easier for a lot of creatives to focus on and comes more naturally and is more fun. And so it's like the business side, like you might have to be more intentional and put in more effort and like actually pay attention to that because that can so easily just get shoved to the side. So, yeah. And it's, yeah. Not like the, it's not necessarily the fun stuff that like we look forward to as photographers, as business owners, like we like to go out and shoot, we like to edit, we like to just create those photos. But in terms of like, balancing your books and looking through expenses and making sure, you know, money is going this way and yada, yada. Like it's just that mm-hmm. sometimes isn't like what your, what your like uh, passion would be, I would say. So yeah, it's really good, but it is really important. And I think the people who like really put a lot of effort into that, like will succeed for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I'm excited. I feel like we're starting to get into all the juicy stuff now. Uh, (laughs) I feel like, let me ask you this question, which might be a similar answer, but in your experience, because I feel like you are one of the top, like when you think of the best photographers in like the industry that everyone kind of looks up to, everyone's like, oh, they're the greats. Like I would definitely say your name is up on that list. And so for (laughs) for a lot of our listeners... Who, like, I feel like we might want to hear from you, not just the back end of like running your business versus focusing on the art. What do you think actually brings in clients in the front door? Like, do you feel like it's the the beauty of the work or do you think it's like the the client experience or, you know, the the branding aspect or do you think it's a mixture of both? I think it's definitely a mixture of both. I think like, obviously like, the photos are going to be kind of what catches people's eyes and stuff. And like, that's going to be kind of the thing that stops people maybe scrolling on Instagram or, or whatever, or popping up on Google, that kind of thing. Um, so that's like, obviously an important piece. And obviously like people want to remember their day, like with beautiful photos. And so if you can provide really great photos, like that's obviously a great part. But I also think that, um, the client experience you give people and just like being a really easy and fun person to work with is super, super, super important. Um, and I think that's like my, the biggest compliment I get from my clients is just when people say that they have like a really good time working with me or having like grooms be like, Hey, like I absolutely hate having my photo taken, but this was like, I actually had a lot of fun doing this, like Mm -hmm. where normally they would not have that fun. And so being able to kind of get those types of compliments, I think is always like the biggest or what I strive for the most. Um, Yeah. yeah, I think, I think the client experience is definitely like a great, um, a really good thing to focus on. And like, that's something that I've like, I'm always focusing on that and trying to find ways to make it better, make it more efficient. And just, yeah, it's, it's a kind of a, a never ending, um, push to make it better and better. Totally. Do you have any advice for either a beginner or even intermediate photographer that's starting their business or just kind of cruise it along, but wants to gain traction in their business and, they are wanting to like improve their client experience. Do you have any tips on like anything that you specifically do or just any ways to like blow your clients like minds out of the water <laughs> or their experience? Well, I mean, I'll tell you there's things that I do that I w- wish I could do that I just like turnaround time and stuff like that. Like my turn, especially after the last, like this past year has been like yeah. absolutely nuts. Like my turnaround time has never been longer than it is right now, but right. all of my clients have been so like patient and very, very, uh, like very, very kind in that aspect of not getting mad about having to wait a little bit longer. Um, 
but I think just being, uh, just being willing to like help in all aspects of however, and uh, you know, however you can be helpful and just not being, um, not making like the process or wedding like about you. I think sometimes photographers have a lot of egos. I think yeah. that just is, I think that just happens. Um, and so walking into like a wedding day without an ego and not the fact like there's been, uh, and it, I guess for like pretty much all, I think wedding professionals and, and, and people in the industry, but, um, the day is not about any of us. It's about the couple yeah. and it's not about your portfolio or trying to get specific photos or, or whatever. Um, and so I think just being, being willing to help in like just a really authentic way. And if it comes, if it is like truly genuine, I think it comes up, it'll obviously come across that way to the couple. I think that is, will be like appreciated more so than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so just, yeah, just being there for them and to help them. Cause a lot of times like they have no idea what they're doing. So the more you can help them, like they just feel super lucky to be working with you. I know that they're always going to like pray, like sing your praises and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. if you give them a good experience. Yes. Okay. I feel like you just opened up a can of worms. We did an episode. I feel like it was a year ago now where we, I think we interviewed or we didn't interview. We pulled like our audience and told them to give us like photography horror stories. Um, And it it goes along with what you said. There was a lot of them that were like, oh, I was either a bridesmaid or my wedding photographer. So it was a bride talking, but or or a bridesmaid or whatever. And she was like, my photographer made me like wear a fedora hat like for my wedding portraits because it like would look good in her like portfolio or whatever. Things like that, where it's like, I think... And maybe this is a really good question for you because I feel like you are probably somebody that that treats your clients. I mean, I don't know. I've never been your client, but I'm assuming <laughs> you treat, you're just like your personality is so like gentle and awesome and, and just like down to earth that I'm assuming, and you could probably be like, yes, duh. Uh, I treat, <laughs> That you treat your clients incredible, but your work is also like top notch. And I think that when people are in like a beginner stage of photography, of photography, they're looking two people that they look up to in the industry and they're like, oh, I want my photos to look like that. Like, oh, wow, their clients have such style or whatever. And I think that's where we get into situations where like a beginner yeah. photographer is giving their bride a fedora hat on their freaking yeah. wedding day. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, don't do that. But do you have any like thoughts of like, do you not pay attention to like curation of like style and your aesthetic other than just like obviously editing does that make sense the question i'm asking yeah yeah totally i think like you know as you know and i've now been shooting weddings for i don't know how long but obviously the more the more you shoot and the more experience you gain like clients are going to want your expertise and they're going to value your opinion like my opinion or like that what i say now is valued way more by clients than it was like seven eight years ago yeah Um, and so like they, people like truly do like take what I say and like will run with that. And if it is going to give them like better photos or whatever, like they're down to do it. I had a bride one time where we had done their, their engagement session, like in I think January or February and the wedding wasn't until November. And so we had quite a while like where we um, kind of just like built a relationship. And I got to know them pretty well. And like I had the bride was actually um, side story really fast. My wife and I own a retail store in Seattle we sell like women's clothing, men's clothing, home goods. So I do a lot of photos for that as well. So one of my brides was modeling for our store a couple of times throughout the year. And like every time we would shoot, I would like kind of teach her about like why we're shooting here and like what the lighting is like and why mm. this spot is better than this spot and yada, yada. And so 
that kind of like stuck with her. And then, uh, around the time of the wedding, um, she was talking to me about like her ceremony setup where, uh, the direction it faces was going to have like this really crappy kind of like dappled lighting where like the background is like this like mountain, like mountainscape area, but like, it's all like super blasted with light, but then the couple and everything else is like in the shade. And it wasn't going to be like the example photo that she was showing me was, um, it was like a cloudy day. So it was like nice soft light, but I'm like, this is LA. Like it's not typically <laughs> like that. So I like tried to find a different photo and I'm like, here's what you should expect. And she's like, Oh, I, well, I don't like that. I'm like, yeah, it's not like, it's not ideal. Is there like any sort of like adjustments we could make? And she ended up like having her planner and working with her to come up with a solution to basically like change the direction of the ceremony. And it worked out like way better. And the photos were like super, super beautiful. I was really stoked on them. But like all of that was just because she really valued my, um, opinion of what, and just like learn, listen to what I had to say about light mm-hmm. and just random stuff. And, and so, yeah, so I don't even know what the original question was, but <laughs> point being is that, yeah, I think, uh, words, uh, that we have like hold a lot of weight. I think people will like definitely look to what you have to say, but I never want to push people in a direction that isn't like who they are as like a yeah. couple. And like, mm-hmm. I don't want them just to do something just because it's like trendy or whatever, you know? Oh, so nice. I try mm-hmm. to avoid like, I will give advice, but I'm not, I'm always like one, like, don't do whatever feels like not you guys, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that even just like what you just said, Jordan, there's so much gold in that. A, because you recognize like the value in educating and like explaining to your clients and your couples why you're doing certain things, like whether it was the engagement session or, you know, her modeling with you or whatever, like you actually took the time to be like, here's, you know, why I'm shooting here. An example here's, photo. Yeah, here's Total, like, yeah, yeah. You, you were working with your clients and and sharing information. And I think a lot of photographers don't think that way. They just think, oh, you know, I'll advise, I'll maybe point out the the light and, you know, Or whatever. don't want to overstep boundaries. Yeah, I think there's like a, a mixture of things. Either they're like, okay, I'll just say like, I'm the photographer, trust me, here's why you should shift your, you know, ceremony location. Or... Yeah they'll be like, you know, I don't want to overstep and and say something. But I love that you took the time to actually explain throughout the whole process of working with them, you know, here's a bit of what I know. You built that like trust and that reputation of like, I really do know what I'm doing. And not just this isn't about me. Like, I know what I'm doing. So I'm here to help you know what you're doing. Like, and then on the flip side of it, you were taking the time to work with her to be like, hey, if you want your ceremony facing that way, that is totally fine. Let's do it. But also like, I want your photos to capture like what you're wanting and straight up honesty, like LA is not going to be cloudy on that day. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So it's, you were like serving and educating throughout the entire way. And it wasn't about you, like, let me get the best photos. It was like, how can I make sure my clients are like getting the best experience and the best photos that they possibly can? Yeah, I've, um, you know, over the course of the years, like I've had just like a couple like negative uh, experiences with um, clients that have maybe been more so upset with me in certain ways. But um, it usually has always come down to miscommunication and expectations in some sort of way, like not being met, whether it's like sometimes just how things are. And like, it just kind of is like one of those things where like we can't control how the weather is and stuff like that. And so I've just learned that like over communication 
really making sure that people know like, okay, if we do this place at this time, like this is what you're going to need to expect because it's people, you know, love mm-hmm. to send over mood boards of like a super golden, you know, shot, but it's like, they want to shoot like, you know, at 3 PM or 2 PM, like that's just <laughs> yeah. not going to be the same. So <laughs> totally. here's what you should expect just to avoid. And I, and then since that, I, and since that kind of those situations happened, like, and I've been way better about trying to over communicate and kind of, make sure people know what to expect. I feel like I, I have not had like a native really experience since then. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one of my biggest pieces of advice for people or just other photographers is just to like, yeah, over communicate, you know, manage people's expectations because usually whenever, like even if you're in yourself, like if you go to some sort of a store or have some sort of negative experience, usually it's because your expectations of, of that moment or whatever is not being met in some sort of way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so That's just trying true. to make sure people know what to expect, that is like huge. Yeah. yeah. Well, and a lesson I'm just taking away from you, just that I want to point out to our listeners is no matter what stage of, of your career that you're in, like you could be like listening to Jordan right now and be like, oh, wow. Well, he's like way like farther than I am. Like people will listen to him. And it's like, well, you don't get to that level unless you start now. So just yeah, an encouragement. Yeah. Yeah, an encouragement totally. to like learn light, learn your camera right now as you're as you're as you're even starting your business, so that you do have that knowledge, so that you actually can be forthright with the communication to your couples, mm-hmm. and that way you're not just waiting till like the wedding day to be like, oh crap. I mean, yeah, maybe you should think about this, or you're just dealing <laughs> yeah. with the circumstances that have come about because of your lack of like telling people like what to do in a yeah. kind of way. <laughs> and that honestly still happens to me. And I have to like make notes about like, okay, I got to remember to say this now or like add this in somewhere mm-hmm. to tell mm-hmm. future clients because like this really sucks. You know, like yeah. even just like super, super small things where like one time I had a couple where the bride's getting ready and, and then like she's about to get or she was like getting her hair done. Um, and then she got ready. She was ready to go get, to get into her dress, but then she wanted photos of her mom you know, helping her put her dress on, but then the mom like hadn't gotten her hair and makeup done yet. And so then yeah. we had to wait for that to happen before she could get dressed. And I was like, Oh, well, this is like a total like waste of time because, yeah. and, I, and I had, you know, that's one of those situations where you don't really think about it until it happens. And so then from then on, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure if people want to get this photo or want this like moment to happen, then this needs to be happening beforehand. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, there's always like weird things like that, but it's and it's going to happen, you know, no matter what stage or level you're at. Like it's always there's always going to be something that pops up. You're like, crap, I never thought about that. Mm-hmm, but totally. Always have a, a note on your phone, you know, open and you can like throw in ideas and stuff to remember to hopefully make it better next time. Totally. Do you have like a wedding guide that you send clients what they once they book with information like that? I literally just am like finishing it up right now. Um, that's like been something I have been wanting to do forever, but I've just been really bad about like, I am not a design person by any means. So <laughs> I need someone else to do it for me or to totally. make it very easy for me. So Don Jarvis and Maggie like came out with these, like, um, and I forget Maggie's last name, but they just came out with these like, uh, client guide, like templates that, nice. um, are extremely easy to like manipulate and make your own and drop in photos and text and all that sort of stuff, but already have like a pretty, like really beautiful layout. So I've been just messing around with those a ton and I've already come up with like new pricing guides, like a maturity session guide, like all these different guides that I've never had before. And a lot of this information I just spill out through like emails, you know, but it's not like in this like nice organized way. So this will be like a much 
uh, better version uh, to share with clients. So just goes to show you, there's, oh, there's, I'm like still progressing in certain ways as well and yes. trying to find ways to make things better for my clients. But yeah, no, definitely have a client guide coming for them. Um, that, yeah, no. the, and then a lot of it goes over light and like what to expect for different lighting situations. I think that's really encouraging, Jordan. Just uh, you said several things right in a row of, you know, the fact that you're like, hey, there's always stuff as you continue shooting. Like you even saying, oh, there was a moment where, you know, I realized I should have the the mother's makeup done and I should share that with future clients, whatever. I think that's just so encouraging for photographers of all stages that there's always growth. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're never oh, probably yeah. going to hit this point where you're like, I have arrived. Like I will never <laughs> need to learn anything else. I am yeah. on like full autopilot, you know, crown <laughs> me now. <laughs> like, yeah, and even yeah. just when it comes down to the guides, like hearing that, I think there's so much pressure on a lot of entrepreneurs, especially solopreneurs and creative entrepreneurs that you know, there's so much that we can be doing. And I think that's just really encouraging to hear from you. Like, you know, oh yeah, I've been sharing it, you know, via email for years and I'm finally like getting this guide put together. I feel like you just probably gave so many listeners like a space to breathe and like take a breath of relief right there. So thank you for that honesty and just like the realness in that because people need to hear it. (laughs) Yeah, no, I am. I mean, there's stuff that I am still like, man, I want to do this, but I need the time. I just need the time to do to do it. Um, I have a hard time with like hiring uh, or just like giving up control of certain things, you know. So totally. Um, so yeah, it's it's a never ending uh, process for sure. Mm-hmm. This is a very ironic question to follow this conversation, <laughs> but <laughs> we wrote it down, and I still wanted to ask you: It is was there ever a point in time where you looked at your work or your bookings or just your career in general and felt like you've made it as a photographer, which is just comical based on what we just thought? <laughs> but like, you know what I'm saying? Like any time that you've been like. Oh, like I'm pretty good at what I do. <laughs> Does that make sense? I I will say that I hate my photos less nowadays than I feel like I did before. If that like I don't want to say that I feel like I'm like yeah, I mean I feel like for the most part I'm always fairly happy with what I shoot. I think like on a consistent basis I can deliver like what I am known for and like what right. my style is. Like I can easily deliver that to someone. Really like any weddings and like elopement scenario um just because i will work with that couple to make sure that i can give what i need to give to them so there's always that part of it i guess that's good but um yeah i feel like there's i always i mean there's still days where i'm like oh like my you know looking through instagram like oh my work sucks like i wish i was more like this but i'm i will say that over the years i've gotten way better at not trying to compare myself um so much to other photographers um and just trying to you know there's only there's only one me and so I'm just going to do what I do and people can will appreciate my work and people can appreciate other people's work and it doesn't have to be like everyone trying to be the same type of photographer, you know? Mm-hmm. Calling all entrepreneurs. Are you ready for a biz boost in 2022? Tired of feeling alone or struggling to figure out this whole entrepreneur thing by yourself? Well, great, because we have your solution. We are hosting an in-person business conference in Nashville, Tennessee on April 25th through 28th, 2022. 
And this isn't your traditional boring corporate like conference either. I mean, do you even know Evie and I? <laughs> yes, the Heart Conference is a place for creative business owners and dreamers of all kinds to come together, experience community, learn business and marketing strategies that will help you grow and scale your business all while having the friggin' best time of your life. So get ready to be empowered in your business and life so you can go out and break down every barrier that is holding you back from achieving your goals. All right, and listen to our speaker lineup. Legit. All right, we have Jordan Lee Dooley, Paige Griffith of The Legal Page, Zim Flores, Angie Lee, as well as Lindsay and myself, and our keynote speaker, Donald Miller of freaking StoryBrand. Like, yes. Yeah. So basically, are you like ready to explode your business and build community in just three days? Because if so, it's time to learn some hardcore marketing and sales strategies that will grow your business beyond what you could ever imagine. Get paid to do what you love, speak to the heart of your ideal client, nip that feeling of loneliness in the bud, connect with a community of like-minded creative entrepreneur besties, receive over 12 hours of hardcore business education, dance your pants off at our heart dance party, and listen to seven industry leaders teach you everything they know. Yeah, it's a lot in just three days. Buzz gonna be good. (laughs) If you are ready to give your business a jumpstart in 2022 and lead in your business empowered, come join us at the Heart Conference. You can find out more at theheartuniversity.com forward slash conference. Hey, hey, if you are new here and haven't heard about our online resource shop, ooh, listen up. The Heart Shop is a digital resource and template shop for creative entrepreneurs and photographers. There are so many goodies for creative entrepreneurs in the shop, like website templates, PDF guide templates, illustrations to enhance your brand, and lots more. But one thing in particular we made sure to add was contract templates. Y'all, the horror stories we have heard in our years of business is unmatched and a little terrifying. (laughs) Clients refusing to pay after you've delivered a service, clients demanding their retainer back after canceling on you last minute. The list goes on. Business shouldn't feel like you're walking on eggshells though. And yet that's how most of us feel when we first start our business. We're petrified to make a wrong move or have an unhappy client. Okay. But here's the truth. One of the first foundational steps of owning your own business should be protecting yourself legally with contracts. Yes, yes, even for friends and family. Contracts allowed us to walk in confidence as we grew our photography businesses. But also hiring a lawyer to create custom contracts for you is a pain in the butt and the wallet. And grabbing whatever free or cheap template online is often not enough protection. Yes. So we wanted to make this as easy and seamless for you as possible and give you the resources to make sure you have your butt protected. We have partnered with our favorite lawyer and attorney, Paige, from the legal page. She has not only created powerful contract templates, but her team is so present and ready to help figure out which ones you need for your business. You can stack her contracts in her shop like the wedding photography contract, destination intimate wedding contract, cancellation and rescheduling bundle, second shooter and associate contracts, and honestly, so much more. Just head to theheartcontracts.com for 10% off. That's theheartcontracts.com. I feel like, Jordan, what I just... You probably didn't even realize how powerful what you just said was, but the answer of I hate my work less and less and like I'm, I'm happy with it essentially with like what I'm doing compared like and then paired with the fact that you're like, I try like more and more and less and less do I compare myself to other photographers? Like that to me is one of the most powerful answers you could have given there because you're not saying like, oh yes, I've made it. Like now I'm better than any other photographer out there. Like you weren't, it wasn't a comparison answer. It was like, 
I'm very happy with what I'm creating and I know I'm serving my clients well. Like that's what I heard out of that, which I feel like is should be the measure of success for photographers. Like yeah. it's just, are you happy with what you're doing and are you serving your clients well? Like period. Yeah, totally. Thank, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm glad. I think, And I think that's kind of like the main goal that should be kind of for everyone is just like, are you happy with what you're putting out? And if you are, then that's, then that's all you can really ask for. Like there's no reason to try to like, go beyond that or, or having some sort of need to like be above that. Cause if you're happy, then, you know, that's all that matters. And like, if your clients are happy, then that's, that's great. That's like the yeah. best of both worlds. And like, that's the most ideal, I think, situation is that you both are happy with what mm-hmm. you've created together. Yeah. Mm, so good. So good. I love that. All right. Uh, we're going to pivot a little bit. Not really. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're still on the photography topic, but I feel like you are going to have so much to say to this, Jordan. And I'm so excited for this answer. So I feel like in marketing as a photographer, something that can trip up a lot of newer photographers, intermediate photographers is the concept of like finding and honing in on a niche. And a lot of our listeners and students struggle with feeling like they have to pick only one thing to shoot. And I feel like when a photographer is starting, like even from your story, even from my photography journey, Lindsay's photography journey, like it's so easy to shoot everything, which is a good thing. I think when you're starting, like you're learning, whatever, but you can be like shooting weddings, like cars, births, bar mitzvahs, like cake (laughs) smashes, like everything (laughs) under the sun. And I like Lindsay and I both believe that there is a power in like niching down and and getting really good at something and showing that expertise and, and everything. But you are somebody who is a perfect and prime and successful example of being so good and so successful and known for a variety of things. Like you don't niche down 100%. Like you shoot weddings and couples, you shoot maternity, family, like portraits, all of that. So, and you do it all so well. So we wanted to hear from you, like, is what are your thoughts on niching down? What do you have like a secret that you found to being successful in multiple niches? Like, I just, the floor is yours. <laughs> um, I think, like, the biggest thing for me is I've never really tried to, like, force something. I've always just kind of, like, let it happen naturally. So, like, for me, like, the big shift that I've started doing lately has been, like, maternity sessions. Like, I, you know, maybe, like, three years ago, I think I hardly ever did. I don't think I'd ever done a maternity session or, like, mm-hmm. maybe, like, one or two. But it wasn't, like, you know, now I'm doing, like, I feel like five to like seven a year almost, it seems like. So like I've already done three this year, which is nuts. And so we're like, you know, not even like three weeks into January. And so (laughs) it's like, that's, that's crazy to me because that's never how it's been in the past. So, but I never like in that aspect of things, I never tried to like force going into that. Cause I didn't, I didn't really have an interest in doing it. I didn't really happen or I didn't really have an interest in it until I started having, you know, past wedding clients start to, you know, mm-hmm. have babies and stuff like that. And so I thought that was kind of my my way to go about it with like people that I've already worked with. Um, totally. Where I'm able to kind of try a new different realm. Even you know, for the most part, it's still a, like a portrait session. You just have something else to focus on as well. <laughs> um, exactly. And it's easier because you get to put your, you know, where do I put my hands? Now you have somewhere to put your hands. So it's <laughs> very easy. But I felt like, and even like, before I feel like maternity sessions and stuff like that, like that sort of genre of photography like, has like this like really cheesy like stigma with it. I think I think yeah. and so yep. um, there's like 
that was one of my also like main reasons why I was, I didn't really have a whole lot of interest in that. I didn't want to get stuck into shooting like stuff with like cheesy props that like, don't like really a flash, a flash on the beach in bright daylight <laughs> with a family wearing like khaki and white. <laughs> yeah, just like uh, you know, like just different, different weird props that don't really mean anything to the couple. It's just like, oh, yeah. I mean, this is this is what we're supposed to do because we're having a baby now. And like, uh, I wanted, I, I wanted like those types of sessions to be like what my weddings, elopements, and engagement sessions look like. And so over the course of like the last like you know three or four years of, of starting to do more and more of those sessions, I've kind of like transition like my style into that sort of stuff and now i actually like shoot that stuff like really often which is really fun um and so yeah in terms of like niching down and like picking like a couple things like i do i mean you don't want to be shooting like obviously like you know 10 to 15 different types of stuff like i've seen photographers do that and it just you know on their website can be super super overwhelming to look through because you have like so much stuff so um for me, like uh, the other big part of it is obviously doing like the lifestyle, like modeling type of photos. And for the longest time, I mean, I don't think I had, I just kind of switched my websites over, I think in like, man, uh, I think it was 2020. I think it was the pandemic that took me to like, that was when I got a lot of work done because yeah. I wasn't shooting a whole lot. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but I think up until that point, like I was like, on a super like basic website um you know and for the longest time too like i had like my weddings and my like modeling fashion stuff on the same website and it was a little bit like chaotic in that sense i think that splitting those two like types of photography up like helped a ton because maternity family weddings like they kind of all fit the same like stuff you know at that same like wheelhouse of stuff but um but the modeling, like lifestyle stuff, like no one wants to see that stuff when they're going for a wedding and vice versa, the other stuff. So right. I now have like two websites for that. I also don't necessarily expect to make money from like the fashion lifestyle type stuff. Like that is more so like my uh, like creative outlet for things. And like that kind of keeps me balanced and not feeling burnt out um, mm. with like weddings and couples and stuff all the time. So every time I'm feeling a little bit burnt out on couples, I'll shoot, you know, a couple of things for the store and if I'm doing way too much stuff for the store, then obviously shooting couples is going to feel great to kind of balance the two. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just like, I don't know. I think just not trying to force yourself to do certain things just because it's like a way to make money. I think just if you actually like legitimately like enjoy shooting that sort of sort of stuff, like then go for it. Um, and just finding ways to kind of balance it out on your website and just like the way you maybe present it to clients. But I think because my, I guess style is like so similar for all those different things. Like even though I post everything on Instagram, it kind of all blends together and fits mm-hmm. well together. Yeah. Um, so if you have like a different kind of style, for like maybe a different type of photography, then that would be something you maybe want to split up. But if everything kind of blends together in terms of like what you shoot and like what you, your like editing style looks like, then heck yeah, post it all together. Mm, okay. There's like 5 million things I want to pull out from everything that you okay. just said. It's like <laughs> brilliant. But also I think that last ending part of like having a cohesive style throughout everything, I think is so key. Um, I'm thinking of like another photographer. I, I shoot with her a lot. I don't shoot with her. I have her shoot because I like her. Um, is Haley from Kansas. Yeah. Uh, 
she does a really good job, I think, also of like her style over everything, just like yours is like very consistent, even though she's shooting like weddings, couples, but then also like maternity or family or, or you know, totally. something different like that. Yep. Um, and I think that's just a really good point, especially for anybody that is listening to this, that they're like, oh, okay, I don't absolutely have to like completely pick one thing and never, ever again touch anything else. It's like, if you have a consistent style throughout it all, I think that's really valuable. But also I want to... I want to almost think, did, I almost feel like you kind of did niche down a little bit, at least to like, at least on your website, what, did you brand yourself as like a wedding photographer? Uh, on my, like on my current website? Well, like before you removed, I guess you had both portraits and wedding. I think like, I would just called, uh, like my website, I'm pretty sure is called, like I'm, I call myself like a portrait and wedding photographer. Um, okay. Which makes but, sense. Yeah, I guess like because the portrait aspect of it, I think, kind of takes care of like the maternity, family, and mm-hmm. I will say too, like you know, I in the same way I did maternity stuff, like I didn't really shoot it unless it was for a client. Yeah, and yeah. now I obviously take will take like new clients on for maternity stuff that I've never shot with before. Um, yeah, but that's kind of how it's going with family stuff too. Like I don't really do I don't do family photos. Like I will do them for past clients of mine, but, and maybe that'll change, you know, in the future. But for right now, like I don't really take on, I've had people reach out, but I'm just like, you know, there's, there's people that specialize in that that are going to be way yeah. better at it. And will give you the great photos that you want for that sort of stuff. But for me, I don't feel super, super confident doing that sort of stuff quite yet until I have a little bit more experience out of under my belt. And more so that comes from like just shooting with um, my past clients who, are now having kids and it kind of just will progress that way, mm-hmm. which will be, I think really fun to be able to shoot like all the different stages of life. Like that's yeah. pretty awesome to be able to work mm-hmm. with a client, like over the course of like four or five years. Yeah, totally. I love that. Well, Jordan, what I'm hearing you say, correct me if I'm entirely off base. I almost feel like just in hearing your story and your journey and kind of where you are now and everything, I'm almost hearing that you did niche down towards like weddings, portraits and stuff as you were really cruising with your business. And now you're starting to expand more into serving past like wedding and couples clients into, you know, their maternity and their families and and stuff. And then obviously your, your shop has created, like the store has created an outlet for like the, the fashion portrait stuff as well. But like, I'm not hearing you say like, oh yeah, I shoot anything and everything that comes my way at all times. Like, it seems like it's still like a very strategic thing for you where you're like, I shoot what I want when I want and I make sure I'm really good at it and serving people really well in that field. Is that right? Yeah, I would say so. Because I think, um, you know, the maternity and now kind of the family stuff creeping in only really ever happened because I started to have clients be like, hey, we liked working with you we're pregnant now. Can we do more photos? And I'm like, heck yeah. Like I love working with you guys. Let's do it again. And now that just has happened. Like, you know, a lot of times to the point now where it's like become a thing where now people reach out who I haven't worked with. uh, But I enjoy doing that sort of stuff. So I'll totally do it again. And so I think give it another like couple years where now like those people that have had kids now want to do family photos. And I'm like, heck yeah, let's continue to do it. Um, and so I would guess that as time goes on, I'll probably get more into the family photo stuff as well. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like, I've always been one a person that's like, I'm not going to do anything unless I actually want to do it or really want to do it. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to totally. like force myself to 
shoot something that I'm not a hundred percent personally like interested in um, just because it's someone's going to pay me money for it. You know, like I want to really be interested in it as well. Mm -hmm. Totally. Well, to any like beginner photographer that is struggling with kind of the thought of picking a niche or just even like maybe they're shooting everything. Like maybe they're like you at the very beginning and they're doing concerts and and just like dabbling (laughs) in car photography and like everything just to like get better at the art of photography. But as they're like kind of gearing up to make it a business, they're like, oh, I maybe should should like kind of hone in a little bit. Do you think it's valuable to hone in at the beginning and then like almost kind of do what you did, which was like you, you semi honed in on weddings and portraits at the beginning and then kind of like as you got more successful then kind of branched out? Or do you think there's a way to be successful at the beginning of your career doing like five different things? I mean, I think... So like when I first started out, like I did... I know I've done like some filming shoots. I've done, I think I did a couple, maybe I did a couple maternity shoots. I don't even remember. I'm more, I think I even like did some like, like newborn session type stuff when I was like very, very like first starting out. Um, I think there is value in just like <laughs> trying everything and just yeah. trying to see like what you like and what um, like feels interesting to you. But I think in terms of like once you're trying to, like, and that was before I was like trying to like, you know, start a business or make money from it. I was just shooting just to shoot. Um, I think when you're trying to start a business, it makes more sense to be somewhat more specialized, um, which doesn't have to be, you don't have to like just pick one or two things and like, that's it. But like, just have a little bit more of like a detailed plan versus having like, where you're still shooting literally everything like that doesn't make, I think as that doesn't really, I think when you're looking for, you know, a company to hire for something, like you're trying to find someone who like specializes in whatever you're looking for. And so, um, there's room to be like to trying to do a lot of diff- a couple of different things, but I think trying to do a lot of different things, especially as a new business, can be probably a little bit difficult and maybe a little stressful. Mm-hmm. I think that's so good. I mm, ah, Lindsay and I. I mean, we we talk about that, we teach that, and I think there's a lot of photographers who can look up at, you know people, the greats who have been doing it for years and be like, well, Jordan Voth is shooting, you know, maternities and family and, you know, fashion and weddings and couples and elopements. And it's easy to be like, okay, well, Jordan's also been doing it for, like, <laughs> you know, eight years or whatever. And I think that's really cool to hear from you and just hear like, hey, shoot a bunch, figure out what you like, and then make sure that you are you know, known for being an expert at something and serving really well. Because I think that's where the disconnect can come for the clients is when it's like a jack of all trades, like master of none is what a client can see if they come on and they're like, oh, bar mitzvahs, newborns, pet photography, (laughs) and (laughs) weddings. Like they're going to be like, and I will move on. (laughs) Like a buffet. Yeah. Yeah. Like the golden corral. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love it. Well, Jordan, I, okay, pivoting a tiny bit, you talked just about how like your style across all the niches is consistent. And I kind of want to talk a little bit about style because you are dead right in just your work is gorgeous and it is so consistent across everything that you do. Like I can literally, I can't tell you the number of times I will be like on my explore page or whatever on Instagram and I'll see like this gorgeous wedding or this gorgeous engagement. And I instantly like just a tiny square and I'm like, that's Jordan's work. And I'll click on it and I'm like, yep. It's like your client posted it or something like that. And I'll be like, 
I'll click on the tags and it's like Jordan Vogue. And I'm like, knew it. Cause it's so, <laughs> it's so distinct and it's so gorgeous. Um, and it's so freaking consistent. So I'm want to talk to you a little bit about style. Has your photography style either in shooting or in editing or both, has that changed over the years? And if so, how? Um, Man, well, great compliment. Thank you so much. I'm glad that uh, that's that's really cool. You can like pick a photo out from you know a random just explore page. Uh, that's super awesome. It has definitely changed, you know, over the course of the years. But like, I um, mean, I'm like I'm a creature of habit. I'm probably the weirdest photographer in terms of like the way I do things because I will tell you right now, I still shoot on 5D Mark IIs, which are you know I still have my original 5D Mark II <laughs> from like 2010, I think. Uh, I shoot. I edit on a. 2014 MacBook Pro with Photoshop 2014, and it's like it's a workflow. And I'm actually I actually posted something recently about trying to um, give like Lightroom a try because I've never used Lightroom in my life. Um, Wait, my, oh my gosh, Jordan! <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I my mind is blown. I'm sorry, you edit strange. in Photoshop? My I edited everything in ACR in Photoshop. Yeah, it's very it's very strange, and I don't recommend I am it. Shook. I'm, because like, I don't recommend it. <laughs> no, yeah, no, don't do it. Um, you know, when I was starting out, like Lightroom wasn't really a thing at that point, and so I never learned That's it. True. I just was like, I learned Photoshop. I just learned that really well, and I never had a, a need to um, to like edit, you know, a ton of photos at one time. Where I'm, you know, I wasn't editing like hundreds of photos, you know, into the thousands um, for like a single client. Like that wasn't really because I wasn't doing weddings and stuff, um, and so that wasn't really needed. So Photoshop was totally fine. Um, But then I've just developed a workflow through that that I've never really... I don't know how... And that's one of my things I'm trying to work on. I actually have a phone call with a company after this that will hopefully be able to figure out how to kind of transition my workflow from Photoshop into Lightroom. So we'll see how that goes, crossing my fingers for it. But um, How long does it take you to edit like a wedding in Photoshop? I'm just curious. uh, If I'm like... If I'm not distracted by anything, uh, I could probably... Get, I mean, if I like truly wanted to get one done, like I could get one done in like a day or two, um, you know, working in like eight okay. to 10 hours, I feel like, you know, that's not longer okay, than, that's, than most mm-hmm. people would take Lightroom. I mean, I, I'm good at Photoshop. I'm fast at it. Yeah, that's it still, impressive. It still takes more time than what Lightroom would be like. And I know... I mean, I have so many friends who are like, Jordan, you're gonna, your life is going to change if you just learn yeah. Lightroom. So... <laughs> Uh, I'm slowly trying to give into that. All that to say, though, is that like I have sl- kind of changed my style of editing like a little bit over the course of the year, over the years. But um, for the most part, like since like twenty, like fifteen, twenty fourteen, like my editing has like for the most part been the exact same. Like the main like difference between photos back then and now is I just edit a little bit more on the warmer side of things now versus back then. So like I just for the most part have like a warmer white balance that I'm using. Um but otherwise like in terms of like what I do in Photoshop, what I do in ACR, um that stuff is all like for the most part pretty much the same. There's been just like little tweaks here and there because I just now like have like just I feel like things just kind of click better as time goes on. I'm like, oh that makes sense. Like now I know how to get this type of a look or how to do this or whatever, you know, if I have some sort of situation, I know how to fix that. But yeah, for the most part, it's kind of just been the same. Um, and it's just, I mean, it's, I have no idea, you know, how it happened. It just kind of happened. I just, I don't really, it was, it's just a really weird thing. Cause I feel like I 
just kind of like played around with so much stuff over the years that I eventually found a workflow that worked. And I got really lucky with that. I don't think that is always how it is for a lot of people. I think some people like are constantly trying to find their style, but I somehow found mine and feel pretty and I like it. So that's the, that's the most important part. But yeah, it's, it's crazy. It, it still kind of blows my mind that like I, I have done like the same thing for like, the past like seven, eight years. Wow. I that's love, amazing. I just love hearing how other photographers do things. And I just love that you're like, I don't know. I just stick to what I like love and what I've done. And I think it's really cool because I was literally just scrolling through your Instagram with this new revelation of Photoshop. And I'm like, <laughs> dang, this it's like your work is just so gorgeous across all fields. And I don't know. I just feel like you're throwing out permission left and right, Jordan, to photographers <laughs> of just like, you don't always have to do what, what everyone else what doing. everyone else is doing yeah. like if it's working for you and I, I love too that you're like I'm starting to realize this might not be working for me or like it's not the best way like I'm I'm working on transitioning over but at the same time it's also like but this has worked for me for years and I yeah. love it and it's you yeah. know I think there's a lot of permission like toss in going on in this conversation and it's really <laughs> cool yeah it's like it's one of the things where I know like you know practically shooting on Mark on 5D Mark II's for like another 10 years, not practical at all. I know I will eventually switch over to mirrorless and shoot that, but just kind of trying to make sure I can find a workflow that also, that still brings in like my style and look over to that system of things um, is what's like really important for me. So um, I'm kind of, I've made some progress in on that side of things, but um, there's still, you know, things I want to get better at, but yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's, I think you don't always have to have the newest camera gear or the newest lenses or camera bodies or, you know, whatever. Like if something works for you, like just stick with it. That's so mm. good. That's so good. Well, okay. Last question to round us out. What it, You've already said that you shoot on a Canon 5D Mark II, but is that your favorite lens? And then my, my question is like, what's your favorite lens and go-to gear? Do you mean, what is that your favorite body? Oh, body, whatever. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Body lens all Yes, definitely favorite body. I think I have at this point. I, you're, it's going to even be laughable. Uh, I think I have like 13 or 14 Mark IIs. Uh, oh, wow, you're collective. stocking up. <laughs> <laughs> they are extremely cheap. And at this point now, like Canon no longer fixes them. So if one does break, oh, uh, I can't, it's like a, it's kind of, it's a brick at that point. So see, but it's not touchscreen. The Mark IV got me so spoiled on touchscreen. I just <laughs> yeah. love it so much. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird. I mean, I had Mark IVs for a while and I just didn't really ever use them. Uh, it was almost, it was weird too. Cause like whenever I'd go into like the, the menus, like there were just like too many too many settings, too many things to mess around with. I like that, that the simplicity sense. of the Mark II is a lot more just like, here's a few things to tinker around with, but for the most part, like that's it and you're good to go. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, in terms of body, like 5D Mark II is for sure my favorite. Um, and lenses, I love the uh, 35 1.4 and the 85 1.2. Uh, those are probably my, my most used lenses um the 35 being like for sure the most used mm-hmm. um but when i'm shooting a wedding like i'm primarily on like the 35 85 combo and then um i do shoot with like the 35 135 combo a lot too like mostly during like ceremonies mm-hmm. and then i love the 24 for like dancing stuff like that's always a really fun like party lens so mm-hmm. um i feel like different lenses have different kind of like a time for each for different parts of the day, you know? So yeah, um, they're all, they're all great. But yeah, the 35 is for sure my favorite lens. It's uh, you can use it for pretty much everything. 
So Agreed. good. I mean, I that's, love, I love it. <laughs> Lindsay and I have our 35 1.4s on our cameras like 90% of the time. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it's, it's, those things hardly ever come off the body. <laughs> like you can just I use it for everything. To, like, yeah, right? I try to tell myself like, okay, I need to shoot. I started shooting with the 51.4 or 1.2 a little bit more. Um, uh-huh. And it's it's awesome. But I try to tell myself, okay, you're going to switch lenses and try to try to do something different this time. And yeah. I just get sucked into just sticking with the <laughs> with the 35. So I'm always it. trying to mix it up, but sometimes it doesn't happen the way I want it to. But yeah, it's just such a good lens. It is. I was literally on a shoot probably like a month ago um, in Malibu, and I was on my 35. And then I was like, okay, I'm real. I need to switch this up. I'm gonna like. I brought my 51 too, and I put that on my body. Took like five shots and switched back to the 35. <laughs> I really do love the 50. Like it's it's so rich and creamy. But I'm just. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. There's just that 35. I was like, that's so sad. I literally took five photos and was back to my like trusty 35. <laughs> that's funny. It's it's uh yeah it's so trusty, but man, it is uh yeah it for sure is. That's so fun. Well, Jordan, thank you so much for this conversation today. I feel like you just dropped so much wisdom, so much experience, so much knowledge and permission for our listeners today. And I know most of them probably already know you, love you, follow you. But for anyone who is just discovering you from this podcast or maybe wants to see more of your work, work with you, learn from you, anything like that, where can people connect with you, find you, all of the good stuff? Um, I'm pretty much just on like... Instagram at, at Jordan Vos, um, my website, jordanvos.com. Um, and then like I have a Facebook page as well. But you know, I, I just stick to those platforms for the most part. You know, I and that's that's basically it. The best. Perfect. Keep it simple, just your name. I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. The best. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here and just sharing a good conversation with us and giving, just like Evie said, our listeners a lot of permission just to keep shrugging, keep doing what they're doing and hone in on what they do best. So thank you so much, Jordan. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. It was a lot of fun talking to you both.